State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. We're just two unapologetically Black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? It's your co-host, AJ Holiday. Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you niggas and these hoes and everybody in between. What up, Tam? Hey, y'all. It's Tam Bam. I'm hungover. I still love y'all. I sound like Eeyore. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get your life together, y'all. You, she needs some, like, uh, what's the shit called? Encouragement to not drink on Sunday nights, obviously. Cause <laughs> mm, it was the Panthers won. I went to the game. The Panthers won. My friend's mom, she buys drinks unlimited. <laughs> it's something about those unlimited drinks that just have a bitch sick on Monday. <laughs> Girl, I was sick as hell Saturday. So I feel you. I, I pulled a you this weekend for sure. You was taking shots? No, you know I don't chase shit, bitch. These niggas, these, the liquor, just straight tequila but somebody else is buying my drinks so i drink don mm-hmm. julio usually and i stopped mm-hmm. fucking with casamigos because i feel like once black people started drinking casamigos like they changed the recipe it does not taste the same and i be it getting fucked good. up yeah 
it gives me like Patron vibes. Like I really be like down bad. I can yeah. drink like a small bottle of Don Julio and be good by myself. A bottle? Yes. You can drink a bottle of tequila and be good? <laughs> nah, bro. And I don't drink nah, that bro, often, bro. man. I was really sick. I ruined my Sunday. For real. Yeah, that's how I feel today, mm-hmm. my nigga. I'm hurting. <laughs> Look, we ain't alcoholics for real. Just once a week. <laughs> and for me, shit. Just on, on Sunday. <laughs> It'd be like once every blue moon for me, okay? Because... I just can't. Like, my body does not process liquor the same no more. Mm-mm. Like. I ain't going to be right till Tuesday, Wednesday. I was making myself throw up, like, 6.30 last night so I can go out to dinner. Damn. No, I don't make myself throw up. I just take, I drink Pedialyte, and I take, like, the goodie hangovers. And I be, like, not dead anymore. I can, like, get on here and record with y'all, but I still be hurting. No, girl. I had to make myself throw up because... I was like busting out in sweats while I was trying to get dressed, right? So much so to where my lace wouldn't stick, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I kept wiping my fucking forehead with alcohol and it just wasn't working. So I'm like, okay, I gotta feel better because, like, I'm, I got, I'm busting out in sweats while I'm trying to get dressed. Like, it's like a fat bitch. Like, (laughs) what's happening? (laughs) But I got it together so I can go eat these free meals, okay? <laughs> Where'd you go eat? My little favorite spot in um Charleston is called Pearls. You know Pearls. They got a Pearls in Columbia. The one here is better though. Oh mm, yeah. The one here is better because like the f- seafood is much like fresher. So yeah. That's my favorite. I like spot. Pearls. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we got going on in stupid internet news this week, y'all? Have y'all been following the blogs? I unfollowed the blogs during the goddamn monkeypox pandemics i really be having to like look for my news now outside of social media nowadays but i know everybody's been seeing this uh balenciaga campaign and Mm. they ass in hot water and Mm -hmm. i don't know if it got anything to do with how they play with kanye i just don't know but (laughs) it just seems like london bridge is fucking falling at this point One of their ads, they're saying that they're not responsible for the ad. And they have like a $25 million lawsuit against the the company who did the ad. The photographer said he had nothing to do with that shit. He just took the pictures. This is essentially, essentially like product placement. So they had like a kid on a kid standing on the couch, a kid standing on the bed, like holding a teddy bear with like bondage little outfits on. And there's like wine glasses and wine in the picture and this is for kids clothing it's weird it's giving really child abuse yes it's definitely giving that and the kid did not appear it's, it's just crazy it's just crazy how uh they be putting this shit right in your face like that yeah they've been doing this stuff all the time and they just they just expect people not to notice it but they've since taken down their entire instagram page they've deleted everything because people really started zooming in on everything because there was another everything. Yeah, it was another ad and they had like a court case um where it was like a court case uh for child pedophilia. Just just tucked away in a book. So you really right. had to Displaying zoom in a document. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, that was from the the photo with the kid. The other thing that somebody pointed out was actually like a woman at a desk like an office setting and mm-hmm. there's a um a book on the desk and if you go look up the author of that book this book is just a bunch of naked babies 
Why? I don't understand what the the point of this. Oh. People don't believe like, in these little secret little societies and little things these people be doing, but they do it and they they're sending signals to their people. Like they know why they do it, and then they're gonna act stupid once the the regular naked eye see the shit. You just gotta know what you're looking at. I don't know, but um, Candace Owens was digging in uh, Kim Kardashian ass because she put a statement mm-hmm. out. People was looking for her like to denounce, like they be trying to get uh, the presidents and stuff like to do to, to denounce white supremacy, denounce this, denounce that, denounce them. It's just a goddamn clothing line, isn't it? It's just a designer, right? How much money y'all really tied up with these people? Because they definitely uh, denounced Kanye ass after one tweet. But this is the type of shit they can get away with. It's disgusting. The whole the whole shit is disgusting. It's weird. Damn. I bought some Balenciaga sneakers. I can't wear them no more, huh? You better put them on the real real. My <laughs> <laughs> real. Okay. Them big clunky ass sneakers. Those shits is yeah, a workout. I got some of those. <laughs> yeah, they heavy. They're like 10 you pounds. Never to, <laughs> you never have to want to run in those, that's for sure. Stomp a bitch, though. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, during uh, last Monday's night's episode of Love and Hip Hop New York, Chrissy shared over the first dinner Jim Jones had prepared for her in their 16 years together that she no longer felt it necessary for them to marry, despite the huge engagement ring worn on her finger for years. Damn. That's crazy. I think they did. I think they actually married. And they do this shit for show. Because there's no way you want to be like the dumbest bitch of the century for this man. Remember, she proposed to him <laughs> one year. Yes, she did. But maybe she just fed up. She's 51. She's 51? Savage is fine. She's yeah, a nice she looks good. Yeah, she's very... Because she don't have no kids, and she never got married. Never been married. <laughs> Bitches who never have kids and don't get married always look good for some reason. Right. Less stress. But he's definitely been stressing her. And that's just unfortunate, like... That's what I feel like. I feel like it's just like for show. Like y'all, damn near family members at this point. <laughs> damn near, they are. They've been common law husband and wife for a long time, regardless of the paper. Jim Jones is forty six, so she's oh, even so a little she's bit older. older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, the mom kept like urging her to have a baby and all this stuff. Like back then mm-hmm. on the show, maybe that played a part in because I, I I believe he has a kid, at least one or two kids, but. I mean, if you if you don't want to be with this woman, you should have let her go a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like what he was doing to her at that table, like he got so upset because he was like, "Where you want to get married at?" And she was like, "You haven't even asked me if I still want to get married." Right? Like you skipping ahead some steps. Yes, that's what she said. You skipping mm-hmm. some steps, and that's what men do. Like he was gaslighting the hell out of her ass at that damn table. Like all of a sudden, it's just all all the problems he has. Just, just some real, I hate to just be calling all men narcissists, but it was some real narcissistic behavior. Mm. I, I have nothing to offer this. <laughs> bitch, you brought it up, bitch. <laughs> you brought it up. And <laughs> still nothing to add. <laughs> Christy, move on. I need, I need her to go get her like a little 64-year-old zaddy, okay? No, she need to get her... Uh, a 32-year-old zaddy. No. So he can fuck the shit out of her. 
<laughs> I don't know. Jim Jones being the gym girl, he probably got some stamina. That's probably why her ass can't leave him alone. Maybe that's what it is. I'd like to think that's what it is. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to think about that. What else happened? Child, so just like a little while ago, Meg Thee Stallion put out um, a post on her social media, child. She's the first black woman. I hate those terms. But she's the first black woman to grace the cover of Forbes. 30 under 30. Yep. How about that? Yeah, that's dope. Congratulations to her. And real hot girl shit. Period. She had a, I think Meg Thee Stallion had a decent year in spite of all the bullshit. So, Low Man is in court today, also. (laughs) Tori Lanez is in court and her homegirl. Um, had to our ex homegirl, right? Had to appear in court this, today um, for the assault of Meg Thee Stallion. I really want to see what comes out of that, and I hope you know when all the truth or whatever comes out, um, people apologize to her because I really feel like she was violated. So I'm happy like she's still pushing forward. She got her old label still fucking with her all the time. She had to put a restraining mm-hmm. order on those niggas. And with all the shit that's going on in Houston, people was like, oh, you a snitch. What? Like, they literally, like, people literally dying. And she has, like, all these different men attacking her from every, every. It is a lot of, you know what? It is weird that it's so many men that's attacking this woman. I did notice that. That is nothing but men. Why are they so angry with her? Because she's too powerful? That's what it is. What is it? Right now, um. And I guess we may get into this in our main topic tonight. Um, but right now is like, in our main topic today, we might get into this in our, I guess right now, and we might get into this in our main topic today, but men may not like this, but the world was better. You could check history when it was like matriarchal lead, leadership. Like there was no wars, none of that shit. If you check the fucking history books, along with all these, the three major religions came patriarchy. And it's been hell ever since. And I feel like men think they losing some power somewhere. Like they don't even see the benefit of, you know, not having to to carry the load themselves, the the, the invisible load for a lot of these guys. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them not, not really mm-hmm. showing up. But you can you can lean on your your woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, women are very, very powerful. Uh Uh-uh. Don't lean on me. I want to lean on you. (laughs) How you going to lean on me if I'm leaning on you? We can lean on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, neither one of us are the type of women I just want to be out here just straight finessing niggas. I don't think, anyway. Not ones we like. What do you mean finessing? Not ones we like. Define (laughs) define finesse. Dress, rest, finesse, and let these niggas do the rest. (laughs) (laughs) hey like that that really was my mantra like in my 20s that's terrible (laughs) yes it is (laughs) but anyway yeah she better stay prayed up and yes the goddamn um restraining order is nothing wrong with that like she needs to do whatever she needs to do to protect herself because them niggas stopping to check threatening her via social media email whatever like nah you can't do that it's restraining orders are hard to get if you're not a celebrity, but that's a conversation for another time. Just gonna put you, that out you there. You had to get a restraining order. I tried. Girl. Oh, bitch! I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. 
Let's not even talk about her just in case her ass still stalking and be listening and then she start listening some yeah. shit up. I'm gonna pull up on her. I want no parts of that lady. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we got some very amazing gentlemen on today. They're gonna drop some jewels for y'all. If you haven't heard of Slim and Husky's Pizza, you will learn about them today. They're super dope. Y'all stay tuned. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, 
This is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. All right, guys, we're back, and we're with the gentleman from Slim and Husky, co-founded uh, by Nashville natives Clint Gray and Derek Moore, Emmanuel Reed. He's not with us today, but thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, tell our listeners about Slim and Husky and how y'all got started. Yeah, so Slim and Husky's um, is not just a pizza company. It was, it's a story, a story of uh, one skinny dude and two big guys, mm-hmm. hence Slim and Huskies, right? <laughs> and so uh, we've been entrepreneurs since 2010. Uh, we started off with a moving company, built that up from the ground up uh, with just $3,000, sold that for seven figures uh, in 2017, turned around and uh, reinvested in ourselves and uh, opened up a pizza shop. Uh, we didn't want to just open up any type of pizza shop. We wanted it to represent who we were. Uh, we had a love for pizza, art, and music, uh, and also our community. So we put our first... Uh, very first concept in the middle of North Nashville, uh, zip code 37208, uh, which mm-hmm. is the historical uh, African-American side of our city. Nashville isn't really known uh, as a black city, but we have a lot of uh, black heritage, home to Tennessee State University, Fish University, Meharry Medical College. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we wanted to basically put a super dope concept uh, that we had worked hard for and reinvested uh, our hard-earned money into, into our neighborhood. And in return, we were able to provide jobs um, and just become a beacon of light to a neighborhood that didn't have an open business uh, for 16 blocks, was considered a food desert. And, uh, you know, just really just wanted to uh, pour in our neighborhood. So that's our story. It's three guys on a mission to provide economic uh, development, education, and uh, opportunities uh, to people that look like us. Okay. How how did y'all meet? Uh, So EJ and I... Made in second grade. So EJ is really, originally from uh, uh, Akron, Ohio. So he came mm-hmm. down. His mom had a job down here. And so uh, we made in second grade. So we've been friends since elementary school. And then, uh, and then we met Clint. EJ actually met Clint first in high school. Uh, they were in this uh, program. Uh, what was it? Enrolls? Enrolls. Yeah, they were enrolls together. Uh, and, then, uh, and then Clint and I actually... I, we ain't battling it out, but but you know we got a little story where where um, growing up he was in this high school fraternity, and I just so happened to just be in the place with some homies that was that I went to school with that I was cool with that was beefing with his high school fraternity, and just just some big brawl just happened. So y'all fought. Nah, me and Clint ain't fighting. Nah, we, 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 it, it was like it was like man, like fifty people in the middle of downtown Nashville, yeah. outside man, of the Hoopers, going yeah, crazy, going crazy. So, but, <laughs> but nah, me and Clint didn't fight though. I fought a couple of his homies, but I ain't fight him though. And uh, but I was hot because I'm like, man, I ain't got no problem with none of these people. Like y'all bring me to this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But anyways, but um, that was like probably like our junior year, then senior year, we both ended up signing a, a football scholarship to go to TSU, and so we just got tight. We just he hit me up. <clears throat> we was running the same circles, anyways. 
but he hit me up and uh, went outside. We kind of pulled up on my – he from my South Nashville. I'm from East Nashville. Pulled up in my apartment and smoked a J and drank some 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 creature cooler vodka type shit. <laughs> uh, We've we been popping shit. We've been brothers ever since. Yeah. So are y'all the two Huskies or was one of y'all one of the, the slim – in 2017 and became the husband. Nah, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> slim, slim. You know, you, when you see Slim, you're okay. Okay. Slim. Mo, mo, mo done bumped up a little bit and I done slimmed down a little bit, but we still on the 250 uh-huh. plus side. Of yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, y'all some niggas, why pizza? You know, like. <laughs> Why not a soul food spot? You right. know, like did any one of y'all worked in a pizzeria or something? Nah, never. Nah. Nah, um I mean so when we used to um be on the trucks and stuff, uh uh with the moving company we had, um, you know, we'd be going to all these different cities, New York, Chicago, Houston, you know what I mean? We'd be all over the country. And um on the road, one of the quickest things we could get was pizza. Go to the gas station and get pizza. And um <laughs> And so anyways, we started doing some research when we made the decision that we wanted to get in the hospitality industry. Uh, we started doing some research and, uh, you know, figuring out what do Americans eat. So, you know, it was hamburgers, hot dogs, pizza, and tacos. And so it was like, well, we gonna, right, you know what I'm saying? We're going to leave the tacos to who's supposed to have the tacos, you know what I'm saying? And then hot dogs, we didn't really want to do that. We didn't really feel like. You know, we, I mean, we grew up on eating hot dogs, but like there wasn't a fun food for us. You know what I mean? And then hamburgers, it, it was it was at a time in Nashville when we had hamburger spots, craft hamburger spots popping up every corner. So it's like, man, we do pizza. And uh, it's something we grew up on, you know, we was 80s, 90s babies, you know what I mean? So, you know, WWF, WrestleMania parties, it was pizza. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ninja Turtles, it was pizza. You know what I mean? So TGIF. Yeah, TGIF. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's what we grew up on. We feel like we could we could make a splash with that, have some fun with it. Uh, Slim and Husky, not just about us, but also the size of the pieces. You know, Slim and Husky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's something that we felt like we at least understood. Uh, it wasn't a steakhouse. It wasn't a seafood spot. You know what I mean? So we understood pizza and um, it just worked for us. And then we understood the margins too. Uh, so we got in, like deep down and scientifically, financially, like, you know, the margins on pizza are, are are much better than, you know, a lot of other restaurants and foods out there. So that's why we jumped into pizza. So how much does it cost to make a pizza? Like what's yeah. the I average cost for a pizza is around three fifty, uh, four dollars with the box included. So um we have all different kinds of pizzas though. We got everything from uh just a basic cheese pizza to uh a meat lovers to a uh, smoke, we call it smoking herb, but it has smoked salmon on it. So, you know, we have high-end products, chicken sausage, uh, things most people don't put on pizza. Like, And we do a completely vegan pizza with hey. vegan pepperoni, vegan sausage, um, yeah. and everything, you know, that, uh, you know, our plant-based family can enjoy. Yeah, they, they can get expensive now. When you start adding salmon and, and shrimp and, you know, premium meat products and stuff like that. What is a cost. vegan sausage? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 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 I was and I was pescatarian and slash vegetarian for like six years That's before we started the, the pizza mm-hmm. company, right? And so, one thing I've learned is that you know it's hard to transition from just eating, you know, from going to eating meat 
um, and chicken and, and poultry and things like that to just, you know, vegetables and right? fruit. So I think a lot of times it's a mental thing, right? Like making people feel like they can still enjoy, um, you know, their old diets and their old habits, uh, but without all of the, you know, the fatty, um, you know, things that make things unhealthy. So, um, you know, when people replicate different foods to make them vegan, I think it's more so to help people transition and help people continue a lifestyle that makes them feel normal. Um, so our, our vegan sausage, uh, we use a, a pea plant, uh, a pea plant protein. So, um, you know, we don't use uh, a ton of soy um, because a lot of people view soy as unhealthy. Mm. Um, but we have a, a company here locally that we work with uh, called uh, the Beehive, and they sell some really good like vegan alternative products. <clears throat> Something about sausage made out of peas just don't sit right with my spirit. <laughs> I think you gotta it's try. Extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here goes the thing with pizza. Like, if you think about pizza, pizza flavors can be hidden in pizza because the, the core thing to make your pizza good is your dough, your sauce, and your cheese. Mm-hmm. Anything else on that is going to get blended into that flavor. So when you take that bite, you're really tasting the dough and the sauce and the cheese, not necessarily those ingredients so as long as we can mask you know what a the peas protein may taste like right. uh and you can still visually see it i mean it, it tastes really good it tastes like our regular pizza right so you kind of psyching your mind out like this is sausage but it's really peas yeah yeah mm. i Girl, might have to try that now you know you done tried some vegan stuff some vegetarian stuff i never tried no veg- vegan sausage you probably no never peas looked at sausage. The, um, the ingredients usually is like peas or soy I'd be weirded out by that because it's like a vegetable, but it's a burger. And I just can't wrap my head around that, you know? Y'all ever ever tried our homegirl, Slutty Vegan? I have have not. They're about to open a location here in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Fire. Yeah, Yeah. So so I see y'all have locations in Nashville, Atlanta, Sacramento, and Memphis. Are y'all going to franchise, perhaps? Or how y'all moving with that? We, We, uh... Left out of Chattanooga. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's how Mark Lewis. Get, get me together. <laughs> <laughs> we got two two concessions in uh, FedEx Formers where the Grizzlies play, six in the Nissan Stadium where the Titans play, uh, one in Vanderbilt Stadium. Uh, we got one going up. Uh, it's the latest one, St. Thomas Hospital here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, but franchising, to answer the question, uh, no, not right now. No, we really want to keep corporately owned, mm-hmm. um, you know, perfected. Um, you know, you would think with nine or ten stores, you know, and then all these concessions, you um, you got it perfected. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, it's a changing world and changes fast. So we want to make sure before we franchise or do anything like that, we want to make sure it's right uh, and ready for the for the franchisee, uh, for the consumer, and. Uh, so yeah, we want to keep it keep it corporate for a while. We and we may never franchise. You mm-hmm. know? I don't think we, we should it keep it black. Yeah, we're going. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a tour next year. So we got a, a pop up that's going to be based out of uh, Austin, Texas, and we're going to do pop ups like a pop up tour across the country uh, with pizza art and music. And so we'll start off in like in Houston, Dallas. We'll go for everywhere from New Orleans, Miami, uh, and also all the major festivals. So we'll be in Chicago. We'll be you know, you'll probably find us at, you know, One Music Fest in Atlanta and Essence Fest in New Orleans and uh, Rolling Loud in Miami, Dreamville, you know, Fest, Dream Fest in uh, 
and uh, I think it's in Raleigh. Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're looking to like go all over the country next year as a major marketing component to like introduce everybody who may not be in the markets that we're in, introduce them to who we are, our pizza, and also just our vibes. So, you know, we have our own live music series we, we host here in Nashville. We want, you know, to, to introduce them to that, you know, when we, when we come to town, um, as well as our art shows that we do, like we're in our, um, our gallery right now, it's called Inca Gallery. So we've got one here in Nashville, another in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, spread the love and introduce people to, uh, we call it Premium World, everything Slimmer Huskies, progress rules everything around. Hey, wow. So y'all also are in some locations, uh, grocery stores, frozen yeah. pizza. How did that come about? And how long have y'all been doing that? And we, we started working this pretty much a, pretty much a pandemic type uh, uh, business venture that we started. Um, we always wanted to dive into products. Um, mm-hmm. You hear Master Pete talk about all the time products don't talk back. So, mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we always wanted to dive into products. We always wanted to be on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we built a relationship with a friend of ours uh, at the turnip truck. Uh, and uh, he was like, man, hey, I want to see y'all pieces of work on the shelves. And so we got a food scientist and whipped it up and uh, started freezing, putting on the shelves, doing great. And then we also uh, worked with Gold Belly. Uh, so, you know, we, we can ship pieces all across the country and also slimhuskies.com. Uh, you can get pieces from there as well. And the sauces and the cinnamon rolls too. Damn. So you said y'all, yeah. y'all do these festivals. Are y'all mobile? Do y'all have like a food truck as well? Yeah, we've got a food truck that's based in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We've got another one that's going to be based, uh, in Austin, Texas, and that's going to be the one that moves around the country. Okay. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So when y'all, when y'all going to put one in Charlotte? Cause I like pieces yeah. of shit. Be on the way. Be on the way. You guys sound hungry as fuck. <laughs> my stomach's fucked up too. My stomach is messed up. I was drinking last night. A slice of pizza would be good right now to help me with what I'm going yeah. through. Give us about give us about a year and a half. We'll be we'll be in Charlotte. We we're gonna start uh, doing some uh, some site selections real soon. Yeah, the next couple of months. So we hit up Charlotte and uh, DC and you know. Go back down to Atlanta, and you know, what I mean, we're gonna keep moving around. Yeah. Um, you know, in the southeast, southwest, so Houston, Dallas, uh, Birmingham. Yeah, we got some. Hey, 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 in the meantime, it's a dope black-owned pizzeria down in Charlotte. I checked out called Bird Pizzeria. Y'all tried them out yet? No, I haven't heard of that. Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bird. Yep. Bird Pizzeria. Black. It's a, it's a husband and wife. Uh, they slinging pies out this out this window out there. So. Yeah, look them up. I'm definitely gonna look them up because I need something on my stomach right now. I might have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We're gonna take a commercial real quick, and we're gonna come back and talk about relationships in business and relationships. Period. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of Black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. So, so like with, with owning and operating a business, it is essentially like a marriage. So how did you pick your partners aside from just going to school with them? Like, how did you know that this would be a good, a good union? And it's like, like, what are some of the biggest challenges you guys find in business together? Um, man, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if we picked, we picked each other like that. I think it just came together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I always, 
you know, we got a good thing going, man. And sometimes you really can't take the credit for it. I'll be like, man, that was God. You know what I mean? So I feel like just just from growing up, going through trials and tribulations separately together, you know, on the football field, we was roommates in, in, uh, in college. Um, you know, we, we all went off to do our own thing. I was an air traffic controller and, uh, you know, left there, got in law school, had a bunch of jobs I got fired from. Uh, Clint was in sales. <laughs> Clint was in sales. EJ was in finance, and uh, he was a financial analyst. And um, and the pieces just kind of got kind of got put together uh, for us to like come together and do and do our first business. And uh, I think that a lot of the kinks got ironed out in the first business. Um, you know how we work. Like I can't. I honestly like I know my partner. So if it's something at like six in the morning. Five in the morning, I'm probably not gonna call Clint. You know what I mean? Because they, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's just not his hours of operation. You know I mean, and uh, and same thing with EJ. If it's like some heavy lifting, or, <laughs> or, even, or even if it's an event, like EJ don't always want to be the most social. Now you put some numbers in front of him, or he want to panel about numbers. He's gonna talk all day, but you know that's just not his thing. And so I won't, I won't call him. And, and you know. It's, I'm sure it's things about me that they won't call me for. You know what I mean? So, um, man, it just really just came together, just the trials and tribulations. Like I said, the first business, uh, we learned each other, learned a lot about each other, going through some very, very hard, tough times. Uh, and then that's when you really start seeing, like, who going to really ride for you, who going to stick around, uh, you know, who in it for the long haul when it gets tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we've been through that time and time again and we just keep rolling so um you know and then on the business side of it you know separate from friends we always wanted to make sure the paperwork was right mm-hmm. so we got with our lawyer you know we got buy sell uh, uh buyout agreements between us you know what i mean all that type of stuff if he ain't holding up if i'm not holding up ej not holding up you know what i mean we can buy each other out you know what i mean operating agreements are right um and the paperwork is on point you know what I mean? So we hold each other accountable, not just as friends and not just looking out or brothers, not just for looking out for each other's family and well-being, but also on the business side as well. Um, and uh, and we made a pact, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we won't let business get in front of friendship and friendship get in front of business. You know what I mean? Now, it's challenges, of course. You know, some 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 things with a friendship, some hard, some conversations that are hard, uh, you know, it's a little bit hard because we are friends, you know what I mean? And we do understand each other's plight, you know what I mean? And what we're going through personally. Um, and so, yeah, and plus you don't want to be an asshole to your friend, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, those conversations that we have, but well, we have to have them because we have a business we have to run. We got to be around each other all the time and talk to each other no matter what. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I think I think our friendship makes us stronger as business partners. Honestly, like we go through some things that people that haven't been through our struggles or, or are new to working together in business, they don't quite understand yet. Like I got this story I tell people all the time. It's like first thing, trust and accountability to me are like the, the two things that we can't lose, right? Like I mm-hmm. try, I trust them dudes, you know what I'm saying? My life, my kids, you know, anything, and so. And the accountability side is very important too, because you know, just like in any relationship, like you got to be able to hold somebody accountable when they do shit wrong, right? So we can mm-hmm. I never forget we opened my first store, our first of my huskies. Man, I was I had been in there all day, like 
testing product. Cause I work on the product side of things and marketing and stuff. And I was testing, testing, testing. We had an artist in on some on a ladder, like painting the ceiling. And one of the other homeboys was in there. We were talking, and Mo walks in. I ain't seen Mo all day. And he walks in and he's like, hey, bro, like, man, how long has cheese been sitting out? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like man, I've been working, man. The cheese sitting out. He's like, man, you can't leave the cheese out like this. I'm like, bro. I've been working on this all day, man. Chill. You know what I'm saying? He's like, nah, you need to put the cheese up. <laughs> yeah, d so, walk up in there, you'd be in trouble. So so look, so <laughs> we going back and forth like brothers, right? Like we arguing, cussing each other out. And, you know, you see the artist starting to get down off the ladder because he's like, man, this is like going to break out. You're right. These niggas about to fight. A humble was in there was trying to figure out, like, bro, like, do I need to break y'all niggas up? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? But, like, this shit we've been doing for a long time. So we wouldn't, we knew we weren't going to throw no blows. There were some things that need to be said. At the end of the day, I was wrong because, yeah, the health department walked in on day one, day two, and the cheese is out. Then, Man, that's wrong, but that's me saying, all right, you know what? You was right. I'ma be, you know, I'ma be yeah. wrong on this one. You was holding me accountable. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. had several moments where each of us have, you know, been in the wrong. And it's not always like a right or wrong thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, you gotta hold each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta be able to take it. If you can you gotta dish it out, you gotta be able to take it. So uh yeah, that was funny though. That was- <laughs> but but you tie that back into the culture, right? Like that's one of the things about our culture that we got to improve on. Like mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. argument ain't got to end in a fight or a breakup yes. or a shootout or, mm-hmm. you know, so it's somebody having a, you know, an issue with that the entire world here is about, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to learn how to hold each other accountable as a community. So for us, it just starts with within. Yeah. yeah and to communicate effectively. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't jump right out the porch knowing how to talk to Clint. You feel me? Or EJ and, and they, they all had a thing. We used to have these meetings and they all had a thing about me. Like I would come off like too hard or too harsh or or not even, you know, not even feeling like I wouldn't listen to the other side. You know what I'm saying? So like these are things that these are conversations that we've had with each other that we had to like grow and get to. We talking about, you know, we 38. Well, I'm the youngest, so I'll be 38 in a couple of, couple of days. But, I feel uh, like he just flexed <laughs> on y'all a little bit. All right. <laughs> old ass <laughs> niggas. Old ass <laughs> niggas. <laughs> That's what he just said. Yeah. He's been 38 in a days, and uh, I got about, about a week about a week to go. And then uh, Clint just turned 38. And um, But you're talking about, you know, we started with our first business in 2010. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's a long time for us to learn how to communicate. Right. And it's evolves. You know what I mean? Because as 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 men, as people, like, we ain't the same, you know, five years ago, two years ago. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so it needs to change and evolve. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the most important thing is learning how somebody wants to be talked to. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Or how somebody wants to be treated. You know, because they say treat people how you want to be treated. No, you have to treat people how they want to be treated. So it is a learning curve sometimes for some people when it comes to communication. Yeah, for sure. Well, sometimes you got to give it to them, though. Even though they might want that shit soft, you might have to give it to them (laughs) hard, though. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know, know, that's real with men, but I think women will end up in a real fist fight. You start giving it too hard to each other. I feel like you have to be a little bit more delicate with one another. You don't think men fight? I feel like men are getting into a fight quicker. No? 
No, oh. real, I don't know. I don't, y'all, 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 stop, y'all stop being friends quicker than men. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, For sure. We're going we're gonna to have a drink. We like Clint, hey, they might have fist fought. Clint put the cheese up and they went and had a beer. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't speak for weeks and probably right. won't even eat cheese no more. I don't like, like that. Fuck cheese. I don't even oh, like cheese yeah. no more because of that motherfucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all found out over dinners, vacations, everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dinner's for show though. Yeah. I don't Not know, the dinner. The, the receipt. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> we ain't doing that. <laughs> there was a time though. There was a time. I would fall out about bitch, you had this and you didn't pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the car down. <laughs> so question. Uh being successful black men, how do you feel about dating or being with women who make more than you man that's what i'm looking for that sounds like a whole lot of success in the household to me yeah. and also man it depends on it really depends on the type of the type of man you are honestly right. i mean every man ain't the same mentally you know what i'm saying like you have to you know there's some men that might see that as intimidating you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but for me, I'm personally just just not one of them dudes. Like to me, I t- take that as a blessing and a challenge at the same time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, do, do I do I want do I want to make the most money in the household? Preferably, I would. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't tripping if I'm not. And what mm-hmm. I got to do to either work with you as my partner and or you know what I'm saying work on my own with your support to you know what I'm saying to change things. And uh, yeah, man, I got a homegirl. Uh, they got a big platform. We was just talking, and I'm like, yo, you know, I'm single, man. I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for somebody that ain't going to be so uh, attached to me because I'm out working every day from, you know what I'm saying, early morning to sometimes late at night. Like, I need somebody got some business about this. got their own shit going on. Yeah, and, and so, you know, she's sending me people. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> send, me, send me something else, whatever. But, but like, you know, for they me. going to be like that about everybody, though. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your sign, Clint? I'm a Scorpio. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little selfish, but, you know. <laughs> but I'm loyal though. Yeah, you loyal to the bone for sure. Yeah. On 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 the tip, I mean, it's been times where where so my wife she she has a, a awesome job and makes a great salary, and uh, it's been times where you know pandemic or whatever where where you know we we didn't know where the next dollar might come from you know what i'm saying or as a business right or mm-hmm. or you know we get paid last you know people don't understand about entrepreneurship is like we as the owners get paid last mm-hmm. vendors get paid Period. first employees get paid first mm-hmm. keep the lights on everybody get paid before we do you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and so it's been times where it's like she had to hold it down and i was grateful and i was thankful for that like because you know, it's it's, it's a, like Clint says, there's a whole lot of success in one household under one roof. And, you know, as far as men that can't handle that, I really think the way the trend is going away, women coming up, especially black women, like you better get used to it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, I mean, y'all popping right now. And, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, you know what I'm saying? From education to businesses and, and just all platforms, like, Black women especially are, are rising through the ranks right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that if, if you're a man 
especially a black man, if you can't fathom your woman making more money than you, then you need to reevaluate what your purpose is. Because right. if your sole purpose, if you think that it's just finances that makes you a man, then you already lost. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You behind the so. Yeah. So that's my take on that. I was out last night with a couple friends, um, with a girlfriend of mine and some guys she knew. And the relationship conversation is just going to always come up. If you got a couple women, a couple men, like it's just going to happen. And I was trying to explain to them like how, um, you know, like black women going to die alone. We're going to die by ourselves, all this bullshit, right? But oh, you same- were explaining it? Or they no, was this is to- what they were saying. That's always the rhetoric, right? Okay. So... um I was basically trying to explain to them, like the men that y'all say that women, black women, like our, uh, our expectations, our standards, boundaries, everything just too high. Right. But the men y'all want us to marry are the same men you wouldn't go into business with. You know what Mm. I'm saying? What do you mean? I ain't understanding that, AJ. What you saying? If you, would you have went into business with either one of these guys if they didn't have a track record of anything successful? You know what I'm saying? If they didn't have any means. Nah. And you had to help build them and all this stuff. Nah, nah. I mean, well, I mean, shit, we ain't have nothing successful other than graduating from college. You know what I'm saying? So, but I understand what you're saying. But for us, it was just a little bit different because we we had to, which I think is, you know, what we have to think about even when we're talking about relationships. Like, sometimes you got to grow with each other. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, that's what we did. Like, we grew as businessmen with each other. You know what I'm saying? We grew, you know, successfully with each other. We didn't start off like, have you know what I'm saying it wasn't a book to this you know what I mean we didn't have all the answers and we weren't always right but we grew into who we are together so yeah. I think that's part of a black household or any household yeah we, we, we all got daughters if I had to consult my I was definitely my, my next question I, <laughs> I got a fairly long ways to go she, she's about to turn four but mm-hmm. if I had to consult her you know you know like he said like we started from the ground up you know what I mean like I've you know I've been the the, the dude that had a lot of ambition walking out of school, but you know what I'm saying? I was working hard towards those goals, but you know what I'm saying? Somebody with, you know what I'm saying? Fast money might've picked my crush up after school and they gone. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm busting my ass, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but you know, like, I think that if I had to consult, I would say, hey, look, look for somebody who has ambition first, yeah. right? And, but then, and, and support them in their ambition because Everybody's not going to start off with everything, you know what I'm saying, given to them. But then also, as that relationship progresses, you got to identify whether or not they have execution to match that ambition. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And if that execution isn't there, then you can support them and try to get them to that point. But if it's not comfortable, you don't like the way it's moving, you got to keep it. You got to keep it going because there's something bigger and better out there for you, right? So, like, you know, definitely, uh, you know, pay attention to the characteristics and not just the talk. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, make sure somebody's going to be able to grow with you and not just, you know, make a bunch of promises. Right. So I have a question with um, women making more. And um, would y'all feel, do y'all feel like men should be the head of the household for the relationship to be successful? Or should, should there be a hierarchy of things? Like the man should be the head and have the final say, or it should be I mean, like an equal partnership? I can't, I can't really speak for... Uh, I mean, we from the south. You feel me? So, Uh-oh. you know, we we it's a little bit different. <laughs> that Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, you're the Bible Belt. So you getting taught all your life that men are the head of the household. 
Mm-hmm. But that doesn't just mean like it's like you run, running that thing with it's iron a misconception. Fist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean like submission doesn't mean like you know she walking in that joint and you know as soon as she come in she bowing down at you like you know that's that's taking all out of context. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think that I think that you for anybody you got to work with what works for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't even know how to put it other than that. I mean, as far as men running a household, it's something about a man being protecting your house, protecting his woman and his family. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something about a man providing. You feel me? Not being the number one provider, but providing. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so we, we, I know Clint, I mean, we believe in that cold hardly. His daddy is an OG. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. that's. One of the men that I've always looked up to. Look, your daddy married. But but I, I don't know if it's ever a time. I'm sure it's the time where, where, where Miss Gray made more than Pops. You feel what I'm saying? But but he still holds his household down. You know what I mean? I think that and she honors him and, and his children honor him. And I think that's that's that is more important than having to put a title on hierarchy you feel mm-hmm, me or mm-hmm. it, it, granted it's some things that that a man will do that a woman won't do in the household or not won't do excuse me just may not be in favor of i mean if if i gotta go out there and paint the house i'm not expecting my wife to go do that you know what i'm saying like but if she want to join come on you know what i'm saying so but you know it's some things in my household that they may think she i mean i take care of the plants in the house you feel me you know what i'm saying and you know i got a green thumb but that's something i enjoy doing you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you know, I don't know. I just think that that we we lose as a community when we start trying to put these titles on who's supposed to do what in the household. And mm-hmm. man, if y'all come together, y'all putting y'all resources together, y'all grooving, and y'all making things work how, how y'all want to make that joint work. You got a successful household. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think in business, whoever controls the finances controls the business, right? Like if you in charge of the books, you can you can make pretty much every decision that you want to make, uh, you know, for that company. And at home, I don't think it should be that way. I think it's you know we always talk about what do you bring to the table. It's like yeah. all right, let's lay out what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Let's make a, a good ass fucking table. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that well, I'm bringing the finance to the table, so I'm the one that's calling all the shots around here. To me, that's a little unhealthy because you know there's times where you might be bringing all the money. But something may happen, like like Mo said. Like I, I've seen my family, you know, what I'm saying, grow together, and you know, pops bringing in the big checks. But my mom also had a really good job. So when things might have slowed down for pops, my mom, you know, what I'm saying, stepped up. So it was never about who brought the money in. It's all about how can we build the most love off in this in this place. And so, yeah, I think, man, you just like you said, man, share the resources and figure out how you, you know, what I'm saying, you can make the house work for you. How do, how do y'all think we ended up in this situation though? Because I feel like it's only in, in Black America, Black in America, Black amongst Black Americans, where this discussion about who pays for what, who whose plate get fixed first. Like, how did no, we no. end up here? I disagree. With, <laughs> I disagree with you, AJ. I think well, I have man, nothing to disagree with. What you talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> think just Black people. It's, I it's feel America. like you want to fight. It's America. <laughs> We live in a capital a capitalist society. Right. Like this mm-hmm. is just America. It ain't a black problem. It ain't a white problem. It's just America. It's an American problem. But like, you don't really a- see the public discussions amongst 
white women and, and white men about what's going on in their community. And I feel like all of our shit is on display. So if anybody wants to come in and really dismantle our shit, we've given them all the ample ammo. For sure. That's on us though. That's now that's a media question. Yeah. That's a media thing. You feel me? That's what, a, what, what are we pushing what out? What are we pushing yeah. out? What are the things that we pushing out about our community? I, I made a post uh on my on my story today about like highlighting the the, the the positives and the good things about our culture. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Man, the black family is strong. And there's something that the media doesn't like to talk about because it's threatening. You feel what I'm saying? A, a strong back, a black family is a threat. And it's strong. And it's getting stronger. Yeah. We just like to push out all these negative topics. And that's what we lose as a community. And then we entertain it. That's what we lose as a community. If we entertain half of that that's coming out about us, man, it wouldn't even be a story. You know what I mean? So that's that's something that we have to fix in the community. But as far as like this hierarchy and all that type of stuff, like that's an American problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it's countries that, you know, you, you look at what's going on with soccer. You know what I'm saying? You talk about Iran and and uh, and what's going on over there with, with women's rights and all that type of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's a world problem. You know, yeah. how when I get, get pushed back, you feel me, a man to the front. But I think all of that is is, is on a positive trend of change. Yeah, you and, know why? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and <laughs> we're just getting to, we, we're, we've been working hard as a culture for years to, like, defy the odds and the challenges in front of us. We have more educated, you know what I'm saying, millennials now mm-hmm. than ever before. And even more, the next generation coming in the pipeline. We've got mm-hmm. more African-American women making money now, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, than ever before and have an opportunity to, you know, run their household as a, you know what I'm saying, a, a married person, right? So it's like we're getting new issues now that we've never had to deal with because we've been growing as a culture, you know what I'm saying, up until this point. So it's going to be more and more challenges to come, new issues to come about just because black people are becoming more and more successful. And, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, recent uh you know, topics. I mean, if we don't control the media that's being pushed out on us, they're going to try to, you know what I'm saying, crush us because they see that growth and they mm-hmm. see what can happen when we work together. So, I mean, we just got to be prepared for what that change means in our society through the success we've been able to garner. Can I just admit something? I don't want to be an equal partner. <laughs> I don't want, don't want to. Want Hell no. I'm tired of running this yeah. ship. I want somebody to come in here and take the wheel, sir. Yeah, come take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bet you, 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 you got to have switch, a switch, though. Right? Like, people got to have their own preferences, yeah, too. Own, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You ain't saying nothing wrong. You ain't, that ain't nothing to admit to. Shit. Yeah, but you know. people, some people would say that's weak. You know, like, oh, she want, she don't want to be equal. Now, check Hell this out. No. The that's, the dumbest, that's the dumbest shit we signed up for. Nah, the same way I said I'm looking for the same way I said I'm looking for somebody who ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying, be on my coattail all the time and like needs so much time because of how busy I am. Right. Is, I'm also saying too, shit, I work long hours, you know what I'm saying? And when I get home sometimes, you know, Mo, Mo go home, it, it might be dinner on the table or he might, you know what I'm saying, be making dinner mm. for the family. Who knows? When you I got go leftover home, pizza. You gotta like, go get put one of them frozen pizzas in the oven. Nothing really off in here. I ain't nothing doing. I got to clean the house up, cook a meal, or go out to eat. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, like it's, it's, 
There's value in that too. Or you just get, or you just get your paper. If you just got somebody coming there. Outsource. Right. Outsource it. Yeah. <laughs> but Tam, it's, it's no switch now. So you say you want somebody to come in and, and, and control things, but do you think that there's an internal switch that you can turn off to be able that's, to deal with that? And that's the problem. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> can I just let somebody take control when I've been controlling shit my whole life, you know, my whole adult oh. life? I don't that's know, true. but I sure would like to find out. <laughs> I don't I don't want somebody to come in and be like this is your bedtime. No, I don't want it to be like that type of control, but I just want someone else to like lead. You remember when I used to have to get off the phone? <laughs> she used to have to like she was in a relationship and she like, I got to go. I, it's bedtime, bitch. I was like, what? Show the Turn the light off, turn the TV off. It's like, stop talking now. <laughs> yeah. How'd, how'd that work? How'd that work for you? They ain't together no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not somebody that's easily controlled. I think that was a surprise for him. Boy, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Curfew. It, yeah, it's one thing to set boundaries in your relationship, but to tell somebody when they need to go to bed is like a whole different kind of... Yeah, level cool. of control like yes. i don't so want to be controlled some, it's some women out there that might enjoy that yeah they probably would like it i didn't because like then you also don't want me to go lay on the couch so i can still do what i want to do until i'm actually sleepy you want me to still stay right here in the dark just laying in the dark with a nigga nah yeah, yeah. that's why that's why that ain't that i don't know what the rules baby that ain't that ain't that though I don't know just laying there at. bro that's weird yeah, you, was, uh... you, gotta, you gotta sneak me some melatonin or something like they do these babies uh, <laughs> Hey, dang, you know, I ain't trying to, ain't trying to make like your relationship or past relationship with them. Did he feed you? Did he, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, middle, middle finger to my whole life, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That partner selection, boy. In business and life, that shit is hella important. Do you do you guys take therapy? Have y'all ever had to take therapy as business partners? And do you take individual therapy? As a group, nah. Um, but I think it's I think we should though. I think we need to start. Um mm -hmm. and uh I've been thinking about that a lot, but individually I have. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm sure EJ has. Clint, have you? No, not individually. Um, not the Scorpio. I, I like to do things as therapeutic though. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, helps. I think nah, black people I, I, need a different type of therapy anyway. We need like yeah. spiritual therapy, not like yeah, traditional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All that. So, I mean, but I, I you know, I, I sat on some couches for sure. Um, <laughs> the lady? Yeah. I went and talked to the lady. <laughs> yeah. To the lady, you feel me? <laughs> the lady said. You don't have me through some things, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but you know, I mean, also like Clint said, other things is therapeutic. Like this art gallery is therapeutic. Just being mm -hmm. here around art, the visual arts is therapeutic. Um, Ink therapy. Yeah, Clint get a lot of tattoos. That's his therapy. You know, what I mean, I might smoke a J probably just about every night just to just to vibe out and just chill. And I listen to podcasts and to music. That's therapeutic. Cleaning up is therapeutic for me. Cooking, believe it or not, it's Cooking the weed that make you want to clean up. I've seen that before. Niggas <laughs> <The> <laughs> smoke and start cleaning the baseboards and shit. Like, God damn. Snacking and eating, snacking and cleaning, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Working out is therapeutic. Running is very therapeutic. You just forget about it all. But mm. does any of that but, stuff really help you heal, though? 
I think a lot of that stuff just helps you get through to keep going. I mean, does it really know, help you heal from shit? I mean, stress management, healing, you know, it's, you know, you, you either manage it, deal with it, or you heal from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the worst thing you can do is just deal with it. So if you're managing it, then that's, 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 that's a good step. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, whether you heal from it or not, I think a lot of times it's all up to us as, as people to heal, you know what I mean, and, and let things go uh, and don't let things hold on to us. But, I mean, if you're managing your stress, because stress is, you ain't you can't run from it. It's here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if you're managing it by running or smoking a J or cleaning or whatever your stress management is, I think that's that's a focus that, that we should have, even as a community, like learning how to manage the things that we, that's going to come, that's inevitable, you know what right, I mean? Right. Just, Stress. One thing I know we don't do that well is take advantage of like vacations. Mm-hmm. So like from us, you know, saying building our business. Yeah, oh man, like I can probably speak to all three of us. Like, yeah. you, have you been on a vacation? And yeah. now we now we got work trips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know, like you know, fellas trips and things like that. But man, that ain't vacation. Like we yeah. we haven't done a good job of like just shutting shit down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cl- turn the phone off and like. You know, going to this beach and disconnecting. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's for for me. I know I, that's something in twenty twenty three. Like, I really want to like practice a little more. A little nine day vacation. It's hard to disconnect because I feel like on my vacation, if I can't share it on my Instagram, is it really a vacation? You know, uh, yeah. I'd be out. <laughs> I can't cut my phone off. You don't need everybody keeping up with your every move. Some that's 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 my that's struggle. Thing, I don't like that. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta like disconnect, and that's. I think we we got too much access right now. To every people got access to you all the time. People got access to me, to us all the time. If 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 I post something and I ain't reply back to a text, somebody hit me up. Hey, you see my you see my text? You know what I'm saying? Like it's the access, man. We got to cut that off sometime and uh, just disconnect. I think we we as a people is is just as a race. We gotta learn how to do that because that's a form of stress. All in, all in itself. We ain't meant to be contacted and connected and accessed all the time, 24-7. Like. Right. Yeah, what, what was we doing before cell phones? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like now, now niggas want to be in your bedroom. They want to be on vacation with you. They want to see what you eat. And like, I cannot get with that shit at all. Yeah. You, <laughs> and I somebody like to enjoy my time. They said somebody's had to wait till you got home. To talk to you. To you. Yeah, you feel me or talk to him. Yeah, right. Like, that's some true. Now you guys like, you know, talking you know, people on iPhone. Like <laughs> you can get into your thoughts, your thinking all through the day. It's about you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You get home, but you you taking on somebody's problems twenty four seven. Like that's whack. You know what I mean? And from a relationship standpoint, man, think about how many people's grandmothers and grandfathers didn't have to deal with some of the stuff that we was dealing with. It's like. You could tell somebody like, "Hey, I'm gonna be gone. I gotta go to, I gotta go to, you know, what I'm saying Memphis for the weekend. I'll be back in seven days." Sound like it's <laughs> easier to cheat. Wait hey. a wait a minute, nigga. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> take this no. take this pigeon with you, nigga. <laughs> Big Mama could not Facetime your ass. On the person, I'm just saying, you don't have to worry about somebody like looking at your story or you know, what I'm saying like looking at. Looking in your sunglasses when you take a picture to see who you're Fuck back there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ask me, hey, who took that picture right there? 
<laughs> I know one time I really caught a nigga I was dealing with doing some shit he wasn't supposed to because I saw in his sunglasses a bitch in the background. I was like, hold up, that's a bitch in a bathing suit. What the fuck? Nah, he, uh, he's, supposed to that. he's supposed to follow through with that. He's supposed to zoom in. Make sure he was good. <laughs> and with the iPhone, don't mess around and do those live photos. You can hit like hit play a little bit and hear some shit in the background right quick. Yeah, you can hear the background. You gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. Now nah, you can see somebody's location if you got the wrong uh, settings on your phone. Right, oh, wherever <laughs> they been. Yeah, you can go through and see all the places that they been. How? Oh, don't try to. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to figure it out. No, bitch. I need to make sure my phone don't have that type of stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, with these air tags. Have y'all seen that? That's a new thing too. I hear the air tags are dangerous. That's yeah, very dangerous. Like that, like yeah, there's people following you home and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they can put it, tag. slip it in your pocket, and you yeah. don't even know. Well, wow. It was it came on my phone as an air tag. I stopped the car, got up underneath the car, making sure it wasn't underneath the man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's getting crazy out here. It's getting crazy out here. Even the headphones. I was with somebody who I don't have like the pods, the and they connected to my phone. Their AirPod connected, yeah, and then somebody like, else's. So they yeah, was hearing so, your conversation, not like connected in that way. Like the map popped up on my phone showing oh, where wow. the headphones was at. Like I didn't set yeah. that up. So how did that see? Happen? That's the thing. All this access, all this, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it, it can be used for for good and bad. So you know, I don't even want to go to Mexico no more, man. Everybody in Mexico posting and stuff. I just want to, I just want people to go somewhere and have a good time, man. We don't even right. know where Go to the Caribbean islands. Go where black people at. Like, well, go with good black people. I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> know, know your people. So, so we have a segment on our show called Simp Series, and or a dumb bitch story, and it's basically where you share a time that you got played by the opposite sex. Can y'all share a story? And please don't do a high. Every time we have a guy on, they always be like, yeah, when I was in the ninth grade, this girl did this. <laughs> like, no, tell us a story, an adult story, a time where, like, damn, I can't believe she did me like that. Oh, that's, I got to think back. Dang. Y'all don't yeah. be played. That ain't no ego shit or nothing like that. It's just, you know. Make it sound I just be a player. It's too, I'm too cool, baby. I don't get played. That ninth grade was the last time. Yeah, I mean. about ninth grade. That's it. So you can't play me, but I got played myself. You feel what I'm saying? Well, tell us about a time you played yourself. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I was just talking. But no, nah, I didn't know. Um, I ain't. I can't really think of no time like that, man. That I got played. Yeah. I ain't had no neither, neither you, Clint. At Man, I, gotta, I gotta think. I gotta like you think. played for a girl to fly out somewhere, and then she kind of ran off with somebody else, or like nothing. You know what? I might have had one time where uh, it, it, it kind of goes two ways. I had one time it was like last minute. We was taking a trip. I ended up flying somebody out randomly. Uh, we get out there, and. Uh, I, I wasn't hearing from her, and she, I think she might have, you know what I'm saying, connected with somebody else real quick. I think we got into, like, a little back and forth before she flew out. And so I really wasn't tripping about it, but it worked for me because I met somebody while I was out there, and you know, right off the rip, and, and things, you know, fell in place. So, I don't so know. So that don't really apply. Yeah. yeah. So See, you flew. I'm over here trying to make up some shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, I ain't really had that happen to me for real. Interesting. I mean, I, I could have been getting played and just didn't know it, but I ain't looking for nothing. I ain't, I ain't, I'm not, I ain't looking for that. I, I'm sure I've gotten played. You feel me? But I just don't know. Every, everybody, everybody got played, but sometimes right. it's a good thing if you ain't know it. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't trying to be that invested to where I'm. What's your sign, Mo? Sagittarius. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Terrorist. Sagittarius. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, those those good people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as long as y'all are saying fucking Aquarius, we good. <laughs> nah, I ain't no Aquarius. <laughs> so y'all ain't never got played. Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna leave that one alone. It's hard to get men to tell a story when they're on the show, honestly. What's, Women. What's what kind of, what other games you got for us? That shit, that's the only game we got. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we got to come up with some games. <laughs> we like, well. Yeah, <laughs> y'all got to come up with an alternative. <laughs> 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 well, tell everybody where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> game Finally, over. Um, yeah. On IG, uh, what's IG? Uh, Ask Slim Husky's everything. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. PRM. Yeah. We got some gear coming out, some merch coming out. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. already on. It's already out. You know with, a, with a PRM uh, release on the first, so if you if you you know like the caps, it's both mm-hmm. PRM caps. We got uh, we're practicing like Lux Comfort. So same shit we wear every day on a, on day to day, trying to build our empire. If you dig it, man, we hope you add that to your lifestyle some yeah. kind of way. EGNMC, our bar. You can check us out when you come to Nashville. It's on Historic Jefferson Street. Uh, you know, we bought the building, historic building. Uh, you know, slaves built the slaves, put the hey, bricks up. Like stuff, you feel me? So, um, it's where the, the, the architect uh, for the state capitol, he lived in that in that actual um, building that we purchased. EGNMC, educated, gifted, melanated creatives is what mm. it stands for. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah, so, me too. I'm, I'm so Inca, proud of y'all. I'm the Inca Gallery, Nashville, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Stem Huskies, man. You can find us. We out. We out here. Yeah. Somewhere. So where you Coming guys are at city. right yeah. now, that's your, your art gallery. Yeah, this yeah. art gallery, 915 Buchanan Street. We're we in the neighborhood right now, North Nashville. Y'all hiring? Let the people know if y'all hiring or not. We always, always hiring. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always, always we, as long as we keep growing, we hire for sure. Good people. Yeah. Okay, okay, I got one more question. <clears throat> What's the last book you read? Ah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, last book I read, I'm currently listening to, uh, uh, shoot, you, last book I read was Danny Myers, uh, Seat at the Table. That was a, Well, I didn't even read it. I, I, re- I started reading, I was like, man, I can't keep stopping and going back so i listened to it so i've been on audiobooks real heavy um so that's that was the last book that i completed okay. yeah yeah same for me mo actually got me this book uh, tan of america uh by steve stout reading that just talks about um you know the power of uh of um you know african-american culture and the marketing of you know things within our country and um yeah, it was a great book but i'm also I like to just kind of continue to educate myself on different things. We're, we're jumping into uh, a lot of different sectors of business, one being uh, the music industry. And so I'm kind of reading books right now, music publishing. So 
just trying to continue to educate, you know, get more knowledge. Yeah, that's my thing. I buy, I buy the people I, I care about or take a liking to books. So, yeah, I do audibles. I got a login for an audible that got a lot of books in there if y'all want it. Yeah, I know. I, um, I saw audible. I'm gonna, I start, I'm gonna start jumping in that. I, um, but yeah, that's that's our that's our thing, man. We we like to to be on the same page, you know, and, and always being curious. That's the reason why we ask that question at EG. What's the last book you read? Because you know, it's a curious mind. You want somebody that's curious. You want and that's and that comes from Howard Schultz uh, from Starbucks. Uh, you know, he hired somebody. What's the last book you read? Mm-hmm. So he hiring people, relationships, all that type of stuff. Man, get somebody to read. And read the same books too. If y'all working on something together, like read the same book, get on the same page mentally. You know what I'm saying? Learn together. Yeah, that's something that we yeah. did at the beginning for sure. And still do. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for coming on, man. We really appreciate y'all for fun. This is one of the fun podcasts. Educating our... Yeah, glad you like it. If you enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday 2.0. Y'all follow me on Instagram. Also, ain't nobody checking out this damn website because I'd be looking at the traffic. Okay, it's wetalkbackent.com. And we have consultations on there if you would like to speak to either one of us. So pull up. All right, y'all. It's official Tam Bam. Thank y'all for tuning in. We love y'all. Remember to speak now. And never hold your peace. Deuces. Bye. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Hibbets the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford 
a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.